Hello, my magical friends. My name's Ayumi. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And you're listening to Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Whether it's your first or 119th time listening, we welcome you to our space to celebrate magical girls from every corner of the world. It's Creator Week, so let's jump right into today's topic. There are many angles that you can take magical girls, and today's story is no different. So we are talking today with Grant Newbold about his comic, A Magical Girl's Day Off. This is a really delightful little short comic. It's not finished yet. You can read three chapters just about. And because it's such a small amount you can read, and honestly, it's just such a quick read, I do recommend, if you are able to, to please go and read the comic before listening to today's episode. Um, But if not, I'm sure you'll still be able to enjoy it nonetheless. And I hope that if you wait and read it later, that you will enjoy it at that time. (laughs) But yeah, so we're looking at the idea of just very simply, how does a magical girl avoid doing her job? And it's a very like relatable, interesting story. Also just a delightful little chat. And in the end, it just also pertains to real life. You know, we all have responsibilities and sometimes we all avoid those responsibilities. Um, (laughs) Goodness knows uh, it's not uh, abnormal to say the least. But yeah, this was a really fun chat and also very interesting conversation. Um, For this story, I don't really feel there are any particular things to warn against. So yeah, I just hope that if you are not able to go read the comic right now, please do so later and listen. But if you do have the chance, please read it as soon as you can. (laughs) But yeah, I think you'll find Grant lovely and the story lovely. And that's all I have to say up top here. So let's enjoy our chat with Grant about his comic, A Magical Girl's Day Off. Great. So we are here today to talk about the comic A Magical Girl's Day Off, and I'm excited to get to know the creator. Can you please introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Grant Newbold. I go by he, him for pronouns, and I am a comic book creator and the creator of A Magical Girl's Day Off. Yeah, so this is um, you know, a very cute comic you can read over on your own comic website. It's only three chapters in, but already pretty interesting. So I'm definitely excited to get to know more about it. But first, I'd like to know more about you. So what is your history with the Magical Girl genre? So my first exposure to Magical Girls was, I can't remember if the first one was Sailor Moon or Cardcaptor Sakura. They were very close to each other. Mm. But once I saw that, I fell in love instantly with the genre. What do you think it was about those series that like appealed to you? I love the costuming a lot of it, mm. uh, especially in Cardcaptor Sakura. Loved all the costumes. And it, it just emotionally resonated with me so much. I don't know. It it was beautiful. It was charming. It was silly and funny. And there was action. It was just just everything all rolled up 
together. And I, I just, I loved it so much and it still stuck with me. So, I mean, so much so that I, I wanted to create a series of my own. Hmm. And uh, when it comes to me in general, uh, whenever I find something I like, I always want to go like, what came before this? Like, you know, everything's inspired by something. So I, I always want to like, keep going further and further back. Mm. And this was actually one of the ways I discovered Osamu Tezuka uh, was when I read Princess Knight, you know, which is a lot of people say it could be kind of a proto magical girl comic. And I, I fell in love with Tezuka's style. And I think for the time, I think his stuff was is pretty revolutionary and his, his visual styles also really influenced me. That's why all the very round cartoony shapes. Hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I guess it's in terms of like, you know, magical girls in the, in, in the modern sense. So do you also still like watch or read magical girls from like more recent years? Or do you prefer to like go back and read older stuff? I do like the older stuff, but I, I really like watching and reading a lot of new stuff too. It's a few years old now. And I remember at one of your um, podcasts, you actually were talking about it, but a uh, Grand Belm came out. And I thought that was a very interesting marriage of the mecha genre and the magical role one. I thought that was mm. just very interesting and fun. And then this one's not too recently, but one of my roommates showed me Princess Tutu and I loved Princess Tutu. Hmm. Oh, and then I don't know if it's the most recent Precure, but I remember as a as a household, we were all watching Tropical Precure, mm -hmm. and we were having a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> so when you say your your household, do you mean like you and your, your roommates or? Yes, yes. I have two roommates. <laughs> that sounds interesting. A bunch of adults all coming together to watch uh, Tropical Rouge Precure. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe in our household is adults coming together to watch very fun cartoons. Mm-hmm. Are they both also magical girl fans, generally speaking? Uh, yes, I would say so. One more so than the other, but one of them, we are slowly indoctrinating him into magical girls and he loves them. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We, we have to get more followers somehow. Yes, yes. <laughs> Great. Great. So getting into your story, uh, just for anyone who hasn't gotten to read it yet, what basically is it about i'm very bad at summarizing my own artwork <laughs> when you're too close to something it's so hard to summarize you know because mm -hmm. they're like well what's it about basically and then the entirety of the plot comes into your head and you go uh <laughs> so it's an action comedy comic series starring junko a magical girl by occupation who tries her best to avoid doing her job as everything seems to kind of conspire against her to make her save the day <laughs> The idea came about from, I've always wanted to make comics, but I was always scared to make comics. My own perfectionism always held me back. Hmm. So I was very ashamed that I was very much an all talk guy at one point. <laughs> and this comic is actually kind of making fun of myself, Oh, where Junko is basically me as a person who says that they're a magical girl. And, you know, is kind of an all talk person. But when it comes down to it, she always tries to avoid or make excuses or, you know, get away from the problems. Because in all honesty, she's actually very afraid of trying to be a, the magical girl that she's supposed to be. Mm. It's very comedic up front and it's very fun right now. And but it'll kind of turn into a little more dramatic later, which I'm very excited to cover. Ooh, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So how did you get started with actually like putting this idea together and then actually getting to draw it? <laughs> so originally it was just going to be a, a one shot. It was just going to be the one issue just so I could practice making comics because it was really something I, I had never done. I've always dreamed of doing it, but I just kept putting it off and putting it off. Mm. And then so I, I made it at first a very short one issue story. And so I could practice making comics. And then I fell in love with my characters and the idea of the story. And by the time I was about halfway to about three quarters way through the first issue, I was like, you know what? I can make this into a full story. Mm. And at that point, I started bullet pointing, you know, the general story plots of, you know, what was going to happen and how many issues it was going to take and adding more characters and <laughs> all that. And it just kind of started ballooning from there. That sounds good. So um, as I said, you know, only three chapters are out so far, but mm -hmm. basically both the first and second chapters start off very similarly where it's, you know, like you said, Junko's day off. So she's trying her best to actually relax, which is, you know, very relatable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, no matter what, it seems like she can't avoid seeing a monster that she has to fight. So. Yeah. You know, the first time she goes out and the second time she stays home, but there's still something that's so big that she can see it from her window. And <laughs> I'm curious with, you know, this process that you mentioned, at what point did you decide that Laura should also join and become a magical girl? Oh, that was very early. Like that, like I said, halfway through the first issue, I was like, I can make this a full thing. And the mm -hmm. moment that happened, I was like, well, Laura's got to be a magical girl. Absolutely. <laughs> I love Laura. A lot of people who have read my comic come back to me and they go like, oh, that Laura is like a big favorite. Everyone loves Laura. Mm -hmm. And how can you not? <laughs> yeah, for sure. She was a magical girl very early on. And I, I basically have it mapped out on everyone who joins the group. And maybe there's some villain turned hero stuff too. Ooh, look Ooh. forward to that. <laughs> Very fun. Very fun. Yeah, we haven't really quite seen the villains that much yet. But, uh, you know, we do have our classic monsters of the week, which are also very fun, very interestingly designed and stuff. <laughs> oh, They're very you. cool. Yeah. So I'm very curious about like, I guess you kind of almost hinted at it there. So are there going to be other magical people on the team later on? Yes. Hmm. So... Can you tell us how many people will join the team? <laughs> That's not a weird question to ask. No, not at all. F four. Hmm. It'll be a total of four. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I like so far, you know, we just have the two girls, but, uh, you know, they have very different powers and also very different aesthetics. So like the moment that Laura becomes a magical girl, literally the entire comic changes to blue. I love that aspect so much because, you know, the first part has all been pink and black and white but um mm -hmm. <laughs> do you have any particular reason why you decided on this kind of color scheme for the comic i wanted it to be simple enough that i could keep making the comic at a decent pace hmm. and i also think style wise it does help it stick out a little bit it's mm -hmm. it's 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 simple but stylized this was the initial idea behind it yeah yeah and i'm so glad you really liked when the uh the main primary color transitioned because mm -hmm. I, re I remember I had that idea pretty early on 
And then it finally got to that chapter and I was so excited and it happened. And I, <laughs> I was like, yes, I did it. <laughs> the thing I wanted to do for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, with only three chapters out so far about how long does it take to, I guess, produce one chapter? Hmm. It's a, it's a little difficult to answer that question because uh, right now I'm on a bit of a hiatus from a magical girl's day off. I mm. will be picking it back up again, mm. but I, I needed to step away from it for a moment to work on something else. Uh, I have another comic called Wander Fable I've been working on. Mm. And the reason I did that, I, I, it's, it was for the best because I stepped away and then immediately started, you know, when you work on something else, the back of your brain is also working on the thing that you were doing before. And all of a sudden I was getting all these great ideas for it that I just couldn't come up with when I was too focused on it. Mm -hmm. So it was very much a good thing for it. And I've gotten so much faster as an artist working on Wander Fable that I think I could produce it a lot faster than I was before because to do the three chapters of A Magical Girl's Day Off, I think took me about three to four years. Mm. And now with like Wander Fable, it's not public yet, but I've already drawn up to the third chapter already. And I'm only like a year and a half, two years in on that one. Mm. So I'm much faster now. So I think going back to A Magical Girl's Day Off, I could do it a lot quicker. <laughs> That's great. The trick now is, though, is uh, trying to juggle both of these comics. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So um, can you tell us more about Wander Fable since you brought it up? Sure, yeah. Wander Fable is a fantasy comic strip series with an ongoing story. It's a original fantasy series, so all of the fantasy races are all made up critters of mine. Mm. And it stars Hopkins the Frobbit. Uh, a frobbit is kind of like a frog and a rabbit put together. <laughs> Very cute. Yes, I, I think he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one day he's just completely bored of his daily life and decides to just go on an adventure. And the whole thing is about his wonderful adventures and mishaps through the land. And once again, and you'll find this a common thing, most of my work story-wise is based off of my life or the lives of people around me. So a lot of the interactions in Wander Fable are either making fun of or celebrating myself and my friends. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you mentioned like in terms of time that there's been a big difference between the two, but like, hmm, how does it compare to make Wander Fable compared to Magical Girls Stay Off? How does it compare? Hmm. They're very different. I'll say that. Mm, they do sound very different. Because <laughs> <laughs> a full page of Wander Fable is actually two comic strips. So it's two strips on a singular page. Mm. So just like layout wise, it's different. And it's easier to make comic strips. It's a lot faster because they're smaller. So that is quicker to do. But I, I still count them by pages. So I'm mm -hmm. doing two strips per page. So mm. as opposed to like one giant page. I say that, but I'm going to contradict myself because in Wander Fable, I also have full page spreads. So hmm. it's interesting. It's, <laughs> they, <laughs> hmm. they, they satisfy very different needs for me as hmm. a creator. And that's why I'm very excited to go back to A Magical Girl's Day Off. Because one of the reasons I took the break from it was I started making Wander Fable in 2020 uh, and took a break from A Magical Girl's Day Off in 2020. I feel like it was a very rough period for everybody and I'm included in that. Mm. And I felt like what I needed wasn't 
action and a magical girl's day off was a lot of action. And unfortunately there was a lot of action going on in life during 2020. And what I needed was adventure. So I shift, I shifted to making wander fable and kind of helped me process and a little bit of a, a nice escape from all the hardship. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Great. So let's see. So what are your influences for a magical girl's day off? Uh, visually or story-wise or both? Both, yeah. <laughs> so visually speaking, I mentioned Osamu Tezuka before because mm. I, I grew up reading Astro Boy and Princess Knight and all of the classic stuff like that. I also, I love uh, Studio Trigger and Gainax. Uh, love that. For a magical girl's day off, more in particular, uh, gosh, I'll just, Cardcaptor Sakura, Sailor Moon, Studio Ghibli, a lot of Ghibli stuff has been a big influence. Oh, Masaki Yuasa. That's a good one. Mm. I love his work. I think one of his most recent ones is The Night is Short, Walk On Girl. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I love that movie so much that after I watched it, I uh, quit my day job to work on art more full time. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was I like watched it and I was like, you're right. The night is short and I will walk on. And I went and quit my day job. <laughs> wow. That's a, it's very powerful. Uh, <laughs> yeah it was really good i i have since needed another day job and i've gotten a better day job but, <laughs> <I see. laughs> but yeah like oh and um dragon ball's also been a big influence on me akira toriyama I, i'd say more specifically dragon ball though than dragon ball z i see how does dragon ball like appear as a as an influence i would say like the rounded shapes and the comedic aspects of it hmm like because in the original Dragon Ball, a lot of his shapes were a lot more round, and then his um, his, the flow of his action scenes I think are absolutely incredible, and that's something I've tried to replicate in mine is to have that nice, easy visual flow to go through a comic page. Hmm. I think that's one of the most important things in a comic, and it's one of the things that I always try to aim for is ease of readability. Yeah, that makes sense, and I would agree that it's pretty easy to read and flows very nicely, and. You know, even when you have some pages where there's not really a lot of text, the art is doing a really great job of telling the story. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So I really love the the costume designs for both Jinko and Laura. Like Jinko's design, I think actually Princess Knight definitely came to mind when I saw her design. It kind of like was almost like a kind of like a jester Princess Knight, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But then she also has this, you know, giant mace. <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Laura is very much an ice witch, which is really cool. So I'm very curious about how you came up with their designs, especially because in terms of the style, I mean, they're both clearly in your own art style, but like the designs are very different from each other, I feel like. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I aimed for is I wanted I wanted each character to look very visually distinct from each other and not just even like outside of their outfits you know mm. laura's got the very like oval shaped head and then junko has a very square head and then the mm -hmm. huge buns on top well a lot of it was just i, I like kind of repeating shapes in characters mm. and uh with junko because she's very tall and long and then it usually ends in some sort of spherical object so like she has those like pantaloons and then her legs and that kind of mimics her mace hmm. and that that was like the point of it was like and then like her arms have like you know she has the sleeves that end in like kind of the the spherical 
gosh, I wouldn't know what those like pom com esque kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, it was that that shape repetition because once I drew her head and had her like her buns, I like really liked that shape, and I was like, okay, how can I keep repeating that throughout? Mm. And then because she's very comedic, and you know, she kind of plays the fool at times, and and again, this thing was kind of making poking fun at myself. So mm-hmm. she is the the jester. Uh, kind of motif but also i want to combine elements of like other entertainers hmm. so she has the um oh gosh what are those called like the like a tailcoat kind of thing going on for that like kind of magicians wear hmm. that's what that's what the, the that motif came from is like from entertainers and then the cut of her like kind of that, that corset area that came from ballerinas hmm. it was the idea of like primarily jester but also the entertainer kind of thing and I kind of just amalgamized all of them together and then with Laura as her personality is she's she's very curt and very to the point but she kind of she kind of is like a she's that way because she's very smart very she's very wise she's just very blunt mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted her to be kind of the like you said this witch motif so you know when she transformed she has a pointy ponytail normally but mm-hmm. when she transforms like it's the same shape but it's her hat yeah <laughs> and then uh you know she gets the the cape and the long dress and then she has a lot of diamonds in her design her ears are very pointed like i said before her hair and then her hat so i repeated that in her her dress where it's like the points on that and then you have the repeating diamonds and then her weapon is a wand but it has the three diamonds on top of it to keep that repetition because i i like that i think now you kind of have like a shape association with these characters and then mm-hmm. now you have a color association as well like you know, Chinko is the pink, Laura's blue. Mm-hmm. And then when, when the other people get added, they get other colors too. <laughs> Sounds good. Would you be able to tell us anything about the coming magical folks? Hmm. hmm. I'm trying to think of one that without getting too much away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll say this. There there will be a villain that becomes a part of the party. Hmm. So that does happen. So I'm very excited to get to that part. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I see. I see. Is that just coming from like other, like story-wise, like other Magical Girl series that have a kind of similar story beat? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a lot of Magical Girl stuff has that. But I, I'm a sucker for that in stories in general. Hmm. You know, there's that one villain that kind of makes his way into your heart. And then you're like, yeah, let's give him a shot. Let's let's make him a hero. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> and I guess aside from the like the rest of the party joining over time, um, is there anything else you can tell us about what we'll be able to expect as the story continues when you get back to it? Yeah, there will be a very dramatic backstory for the villain, hmm. uh, the big villain, the the one that will not join the party. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like with my comic right now, it's a it's a lot of comedy, and I I love that, and that's great. That's going to be keep going into the future as well. But there is going to be kind of a a shift, a bit of a tone shift at one point, hmm. where things get a little a little heavier, and we're going to explore some. You know, I I wouldn't say it's going to be like dark, but like a lot of magical girl series, it grows with its audience, and mm-hmm. as it goes on, it kind of you know gets a little more mature and that's what i'm aiming for sure sure um speaking of which who would you say is the target audience for your story 
Oh, that's always a hard one for me because I always just kind of, I kind of, <laughs> I know, I just kind of make stories that I would like to read no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to alienate people with having things be too graphic or too, I don't want, you know, that there's not going to be like a lot of profanity or anything like that. So pretty much anyone can read this, I feel. Mm-hmm. But if I had to say a demographic, I would say early teens and up, I'd say something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody, anybody of that age demographic and up mm-hmm. when I, uh, when I would sell the physical copies uh, at conventions uh, I, I had people range from 12 years old to 30 years old to I even had a few 50 to 60 year olds come up to me and love the series. So I, wow. I think anybody can really enjoy it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, I was I, I was shocked about that last one, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you tell us more uh, more about that? Like, you know, uh, getting to sell the comic at conventions and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's that was that's always my uh, that was my favorite. Um, cause you'd, you'd go to conventions and I would, I would have some fan art and it was nice when people would buy fan art, but my favorite thing is when people would buy the comic. And then my all time favorite thing is when they would buy the first issue and immediately the next day they would come in and be like, I have to get the second. And that just, <laughs> uh, that warm, really warmed my heart, especially mm. considering at that point when I had the second issue out, uh, I was at the point where I would look at the art in the first issue and be like, Ooh, I'm so sure about that, but I'm glad you liked it enough to go and try the second issue. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I don't really feel like there was a big uh, difference between the first and second chapters. Oh, really? What about the yeah. second and third? Huh, I don't really feel like, I mean, there's the obvious, you know, the color change because Laura becomes mm-hmm. a magical girl too. But I didn't really notice anything except that like, you know, the action does go a lot bigger and like it goes harder but like that's also just because the monster in this particular battle is a lot bigger Uh, that is true that is true yeah (laughs) but um i don't really feel like i noticed anything that made them feel very different and i feel like i tend to usually notice if there's like a big difference in how the story is presented as it goes along so that's good that it it feels consistent (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you liked it throughout, at least, you know, because I think as you get better as an artist, you'll notice every little, you know, detail that n- no one else is really noticing but you, of course. <laughs> and then you're like, and you're like, oh my god, everyone must think this is terrible because I do now. And it's like, no, don't. It's it's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love you know your style. It's very charming, very endearing characters, and you know your your line art is so solid. I love it. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I just, uh, I think it's super cute and the characters are very fun. And it is very funny. Oh, I do also want to give a shout out to the mascot character because we haven't talked about him yet. But uh, Jerry the Bat is awesome also. <laughs> so oh, cute. Oh, I, I love Jerry. I love Jerry so much. And there are very big plans in store for Jerry. Ooh. Jerry has, there's very big plans for Jerry. <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> there's an ongoing... <laughs> There's an ongoing joke in my household that there are going to be like the original Jerry fans and then the quote unquote fake new Jerry fans when like <laughs> stuff gets revealed. Ooh. <laughs> Very interesting. So, yes. So get on the ground floor and become an original Jerry fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you know, having a bat is such an interesting character. Like he's so cute. He's a little bow tie and just the biggest ears you've ever seen. <laughs> it's almost like a rabbit. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah. I'm a big sucker for putting big ears on um on like mascotty characters because that's what <laughs> I did with Hopkins from Wander Fable too. I mm-hmm. gave him the gave him like big rabbit ears, and I'm like, <laughs> kind of. I guess I have a type when it comes to little cartoon animals. I just put bunny ears on everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. glad you like Jerry. Uh, I, I I remember designing him, and or I think originally he had more bat-like wings. Oh, mm-hmm. and then and and then I was like toying around with it, and I was like, what if I give him like little penguin wings? Yeah, I guess they are very penguin-like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think what solidified that is when I put a bow tie on him. Mm-hmm. I put a bow tie on him, and I was like, well, well we put penguin wings on him too, and he gets the you know, mm-hmm. so he's like this mm-hmm. penguin bat. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cute. So very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think, you know, it's very, very interesting and uh, fun to see because Jerry is very much like trying to get Jinko to work, which is very funny. He is trying his hardest. Yes, He is trying his hard out. (laughs) Yeah, I think that might be part of why he was very excited that uh, Laura was there to become a magical girl also. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he he is he is hoping that Laura will help encourage Junko to mm-hmm. do her job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, everyone's very fun and fun to see in action and stuff. So yeah, and I'm also looking forward to seeing how things uh, I guess continue because we kind of got left on a little bit of a cliffhanger with the end of chapter three. <laughs> oh, we did. I I, I think I I actually. I, I don't think chapter three is even concluded technically. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I think it's like five pages from conclusion. Hmm. And I, I had to stop. I stopped it. And I, I always felt really bad about that. But I, I, I needed, I really needed that break. Mm-hmm. We'll be coming back at some point and uh, it'll be uh, even better. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I definitely am looking forward to seeing how it continues. So I guess in that case, when you do get back around to it, will you be posting updates like page by page? Yes. Yeah, Mm. I'll be doing a page by page update, hopefully, hopefully in a weekly basis. Mm. But with the two comics, I might have to prioritize one or the other and I might alternate. Mm. But that makes sense. Yeah. It's exciting new territory. Yeah, it's definitely uh, really fun to read. So I want to find out what happens next. Also, I didn't point this out, but I wanted to mention that I love that Junko's like element is lightning because she's pink and it's like not necessarily the kind of match you might expect for <laughs> a color and element for a magical girl, which is uh, which yeah. is fun. Yeah, because um, lightning, lightning has always been like my most, I think some of my most favorite kind of magic. Uh, just visually it's so it's so uh it's so interesting where i live actually we get um during the summer we get monsoons Mm. and the lightning storms are just so beautiful and i think that kind of influenced me as like a kid is that you would see the lightning storms especially uh we have very nice sunsets as well so it'd be pink sunsets with lightning and i think that might have really i think that imagery like stuck with me and i was like yeah pink lightning Let's, let's go with that. That'd be a fun thing to do. Very interesting. Yeah. And I think it kind of works with her personality. She's very energetic. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things that with all my characters, I want to kind of put a lot of everything that I like all together. And it sometimes takes a while to smooth it all out. So it works all together. But when it does, it's it's nice. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very proud of how Junko came together. Yeah, yeah. She's very solid uh, main magical girl for sure. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. 
think I've asked you almost everything. So yeah, is there anything else that you want to share about what's coming next for the story or for your work? Oh, gosh. Well, there's definitely going to be evil magical girls coming up at some point. So that's Ooh, exciting. Very fun. <laughs> very excited about that. Oh, actually, if I can ask a more specific question. Oh, sure. Yes. How long do you expect the story to end up being? I'm thinking it's going to be about anywhere from 10 to 15 chapters. Hmm. That's what I was thinking. And each chapter is, I think, about 30 pages each. Um, Sounds good. So, so I think about 300 to 400 pages overall. Hmm. For, for anybody who wants to make comics and uh, wants to make, and it's like their first comic, don't make it that long. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. Um, mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I, I, I just love these characters so much. So I will. I will sure. keep on this path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so if that's all we want to mention, then we can get to my favorite question, which is, um, do you have a magical persona for yourself? For myself? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You did ask this question on the <laughs> other ones, and I did not prepare. Oh, goodness. <laughs> a magical persona for myself. Like, have you ever imagined yourself as a magical person? So if I was a magical person, that'd be very interesting mm -hmm. because I feel like it would have to be something like if you combined the aesthetics of the magical girl genre with Lord Genome from Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann, hmm. because he is a large, hairy, bald man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it'd be that, but instead of when he goes like power mode and this like raw like energy is coming off the top of his head it's that but it's more majestic and flowery mm. and i think that'd be really nice i really like that so it'd be it would be like flowing energy hair coming out of like my bald head so that's that <laughs> very interesting yes <laughs> i would love to have something with like my eyes because i've always loved that where you know there's the magical transformation and there's like either like a flower motif in the eye or a heart motif in the eye i mm. love that colors my favorite colors are pink and blue so it'd be a pink and blue outfit hmm. oh man would be like a nice motif for that so now you got me i'm thinking way too hard now, now again, <laughs> once again i'm like i'm like this is interesting what would, how would i look mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is why i asked the question because it's always very fun to see what people come up with <laughs> it's a very good question i would also like if it's if i had a weapon i think it would be i would have to steal jinko's mace because i love that <laughs> I designed that for that reason. I, I love the idea of like, you know, the combination of elegance and then something like just so like raw and powerful. I like, mm. I love that. So I would, I would, I would have the mace and yeah. Hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I, I would like an outfit, like nothing too lacy, but I will need something that breathes. Mm. Something I'm very mobile in. <laughs> so Sounds interesting. I don't know to think about that. I'm yeah. going to go to the drawing board for that one. <laughs> Great. I, I look forward to seeing how that turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, uh, Grant, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Where can people find you online and your work and how can they support you? Uh, yeah. So you can read uh, both of my comics, both The Magical Girl's Day Off and Wander Fable at gmncomics.com. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Grant M. Newbold or on Instagram at Grant Newbold Illustration. And you can support the comic and get early access to everything at patreon.com slash Grant Newbold. And uh, if you do that, you're, uh, the benefit of uh, supporting me on Patreon is Patreon right now is months ahead in Ooh. Wander Fable. So wow. you can, <laughs> there's a lot of content on there. <laughs> Great. And then, you know, when uh, I guess when you get to get back to your magical girl story, then that would also be on Patreon first. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Oh, Hmm. yeah. And once again, that'll be months ahead of wherever it'll be publicly. Awesome. Great. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I guess, everything we have to talk about. So thank you again for coming on. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you like it, and don't forget to tell your friends about the show if you think they'd be interested. If you use social media, don't forget to use the hashtag SparkleSideChats when talking about and sharing the podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MagicalGirlAyu, spelled A-Y-U, and you can find me at Ayu She Knows, A Y U S H E K N O W S. You can also email us at sparklesidechats at gmail.com. Let us know if there's a topic you want covered or a fan or creator you want to hear from by filling out the form in the show notes. You could also join the Discord for this podcast to talk about magical girls 24-7, often chatting directly with me and both previous and upcoming guests of the podcast. Look for the link in the show notes. Show notes can be found on your platform of choice or at anchor.fm slash sparkleside. If you can support the podcast financially, you can buy me a coffee at co-fee.com slash you can also commission me for art there or buy a print on my imprint page. With a Kofi monthly membership, you can get bonus content, announcements about episode topics, a Discord role, and your name read aloud on the podcast monthly. Another way to support us one time is by buying something off the Amazon Japan wishlist. This helps with getting more access to Magical Girl content that we can discuss in future episodes. Feel free to purchase from the used section as we are not picky here. Original podcast music is by Hazel. You can find her on Twitter at A Few Bruises. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you are magical. Magical.